0: Well, happy Easter to, to all of us. Absolutely, indeed. Beloved Church, behold the victory of our God, Jesus our Lord, has conquered the grave. Christ is risen, alleluia. Sin and death shall reign no more. Christ is risen, alleluia. Let this place resound with joy. Christ is risen, Hallelujah, thanks be to God. And let us pray together. Let us unite our hearts in prayer saying, God of Resurrection, hear our prayer. For the church throughout the world that as we celebrate the Feast of Jesus' resurrection, we may renew our faith and strength, strengthen our witness in Jesus name. God of Resurrection hear our prayer. For pastors, teachers, and ministers, that they be wise in leadership, humble in service, and fearless in the face of evil. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For the governments of the world and its leaders, that they may practice compassion and reject the politics that use death and suffering as means of control. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For our planet earth, that people may be good stewards of its resources and share in its abundance. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For the poor and the stranger, that they may receive a place of refuge, hope, and hospitality. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For the sick, and those at distress, that they may find healing in their pain and and be restored to fullness of life. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For our neighbors, that together we may dwell in harmony. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For our enemies, that we may love them, and be agents of reconciliation in the name of Jesus. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. Almighty God, receive these prayers we offer, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, use us for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. And now by the power of the Holy Spirit, who has rolled the stone away, Reveal to us the word of life. The scripture this morning is John, chapter 20, verse 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw the stone had been removed from the tomb. Then the disciples returned to the home, to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been laying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord Mary, she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them, that he had said these things to her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. That's the good news in this scripture. When I was in seminary, I had a preaching professor that told us no matter what, no matter what else you say in the sermon, you have to tell them the good news. In some pericopes and in some situations, it's really hard to find the good news. It is hard to find just where God is or what lesson we should be learning. But today, that is not the case. Today is the greatest news that we could ever hear. Christ is risen. When we we last read... About Jesus on Friday night, we heard that Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus had taken care of Jesus' body. Pilate had given them permission to take his body down and lay it in the tomb. It was Friday evening nearing sundown. The Sabbath day was about to start, so they needed to be somewhat hasty in their actions. They wrapped him in cloth and spices, as was the custom for burial in those days, the days before our need for modern ways of preservation. We also read that there was a brand new tomb lying very close by in the garden on Golgotha. In the ancient world, tombs were not necessarily final resting places, as we think of them today. And often there was more than one body in a tomb at a time. At the time, bodies would be put into these tombs, sometimes even into a sarcophagus first, with the spices and other minerals to help the body do what it needed to do. When the remains reached a certain point, they would be removed from the tomb and placed often in a jar or a box. The, then another body would be placed in its in its spot in the tomb. I mention this not to upset anyone, but to explain what is meant when we read that no one else had ever been buried in the tomb or alongside Jesus. It is because of the hasty burial preparation that Mary made her way to the tomb the first moment she could. The Jewish Sabbath, it's from 5 minutes before sundown on Friday night until there are 3 stars left in the sky Saturday night usually an hour after sundown so jesus so as just as soon as the morning light gilded the sky she set off to prepare him properly to make sure the correct anointing was done that he was wrapped correctly that her that Proper prayers had been said, and I'm sure to gain some closure on the events of the last several days. There was some fear in her heart, too, I am sure, because of the violence and the mob mentality that surrounded the death of Jesus. Mary and the disciples were worried that someone may come and steal his body, holding it for ransom or something of the sort. When Mary arrived in the stone, which was a huge boulder, had been rolled away from the entrance, she thought her worst fears had come true. When Peter and John arrived as well, they too believed that someone had taken him. They saw and they believed Mary, and in their grief, they turned around and went home. The gospel of Jesus Christ according to John spends a lot of time bringing us back to the garden. He starts out with familiar words in the beginning, words that bring us right back to Genesis and the garden of Eden. When we talk about the garden of Gethsemane, it is from John. Matthew and Mark simply call it the place, call the place Gethsemane and Luke doesn't provide a name. But John brings us to the garden to pray. And in today's passage, the tomb that was borrowed for Jesus was in a garden. Creation starts in a garden. Jesus faces some of his toughest tasks in a garden. He is resurrected in a garden. Jesus, the word made flesh, has been present throughout time. When Mary first sees him, she thinks he is the gardener, and in one regard, she is right. He is the gardener of creation, and he has been tending to the creation. In his resurrection, there is new creation, and that new creation is the kingdom of God. We are standing on the edge of something new, and it is being born out of something horrific. Throughout the last several weeks, we have seen the needs of the world. We have seen where we are falling short with ourselves and with others. What we see, we see that what is missing from our lives now, we are sort of living in the evening of Good Friday. After the events of the day, and we are trying to make sense of what is happening. We are trying to figure out what we will do and where we will go from here. A lot of us are calculating how long it's been since we've seen our families and how long it will be before we can see them again. We are in the midst of disbelief and sadness. But even before all of this is over, we can begin again in a new creation of Christian love. How are you doing? Hey, Paul, can you mute yourself? Well, I'm on church right now. you have a computer? <laughs> hey, Paul, can you mute yourself? Talking with Sue Cleveland. Okay, can can you put yourself on mute? Uh, no. Thank you. All right, sorry. We'll continue, okay. Oh. We are in the midst of disbelief and sadness, but even before all of this is over, we can begin again in a new creation of Christian love, to lives as true Easter people who have endured some pretty rough times and are celebrating the risen Christ anyway. Through everything that we have ever walked through in our lives, Jesus has been with us, calling us by our names. Mary did not recognize Jesus until he said her name, revealing himself to her. The Lord can present himself to us in ways that we can never imagine. We see this happen with his closest friends after the resurrection, and we, and so we should have every expectation that the same thing would happen to us. Jesus is a bit of a shapeshifter in that way becoming who or even what we need at any moment in our lives. And he knows each of us by name. He calls us, and we hear him so much, and when we hear him, so much becomes clear. Mary felt all alone in her grief. After the boys left and headed back to the upper room, she felt so alone, but as the moments pass by, she sees the angels. And then she sees a gardener. And then she sees Jesus. And she realizes that she is not alone at all, but in the presence of the risen Christ. This Easter Sunday, listen for the Lord to call your name listen to where he is sending you in your heart and in your life he knows you by name when we are in grief we are never alone because the risen christ is always with us and now let us recite together as the children of god the prayer that jesus taught us our father who art in heaven May God who raised Jesus from the dead bless you and by the power of the Holy Spirit raise you with him in glory.